When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Agree to Disagree with Mike Brazuda and Bob Labriola. Hello to all of our sleep-deprived Steelers fans, and thanks for being a part of another should-be award-winning episode of Agree to Disagree, the podcast with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong, and I'm tired. (laughs) First things first, we are doing this mid-morning on Tuesday, and neither Mike nor I have been to sleep yet. Uh, which is not necessarily a complaint, but more of an explanation for why me, why we might end up rambling a little bit more than usual. But as they say in Agree to Disagree podcasting, your most valuable ability is your availability or something like that. Okay, they anyway. Just say that. By the way, can I just add, I just flew in from Indianapolis and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm let's be here all week. Try to view. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll be here all week or as long as we can stay awake. Um, <clears throat> I want to start with this and get a gauge of where you were mentally as you were covering a game last night. And I'll start with myself. Um, as I was watching a second disastrous third quarter unfold in as many games with the Steelers going into it with a decent lead and then falling apart in all three phases, I was left with a strong sense that if the team didn't find a way to right themselves, dig deep, and find a way to win, that the team might not win another game this season. You know, in the inimitable words of Bubby Brister, fixing to come unglued. I mean, uh, another second-half collapse, I thought, as I'm watching this now, 89-yard kickoff returns, and I i mean, oh, it was just one thing after another. I thought... By a guy who had, had never fu- done that before, by the way. Well, I mean... Dallas and, Flowers. It, I mean, what, it wasn't uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson back there, you know what I'm saying? Or, or <laughs> Devin Hester. Right, it was not. Better and reference, yeah. The lack of respect that he showed by bringing that out eight yards deep from the end zone to me was frightening um and the ease <laughs> with which that kickoff return unfolded i mean uh it, w- it was frightening i mean it it brought me back to 1998 when um you know the steelers took a seven and four seven and 14 to detroit for a thanksgiving day game uh and they were so discombobulated by phil luckett in the coin toss in overtime that they not only lost 
uh, that game against the Lions, but they didn't win another game the rest of the year. It just kind of, you know, fell apart. They did become unglued. I mean, did you get a sense of, of any of that happening as it was happening? You know, Labs, I, I didn't think that far ahead because I was so stunned at the way the game turned. Uh, I can tell you that during – I get that it's the NFL and there's ebb and flow and everybody's good and everybody's on scholarship and blah, blah, blah. I didn't have a ton of respect for what Matt Ryan can do at this stage of his career behind that offensive line going into the game. And, you know, they, what, they completed their first pass in the second quarter, something like that. I mean, it was going at 16 to three. I thought it was done. And I even told one of our colleagues who shall remain nameless because I don't want to promote his work on another station. But I said, go ahead and start writing. This baby's in the bag. You know, you've seen what you need to see. And it just flipped with that kickoff return. And then the offense goes three and out. And then it's another touchdown. And all. I, I was still trying to wrap my head around all of that. I, I hadn't gotten to ramifications. But I was, uh, you know, shocked might be a little bit strong of a word. But I was dumbfounded. How's that? Uh, that yeah. uh, all, of a sudden, all of a sudden they were trailing a game that they were dominating statistically, dominating territorially, uh, dominating just the way the game was being played. And then all of a sudden they weren't. Hey, welcome to the NFL. Yeah, and uh, I'm with you in, in terms of the respect factor. I, I didn't bring a lot of it in uh, for the Colts in general. Um, you know, just, just, the, just the way that, you know, they fired a coach and hired some guy off the ESPN set and, I mean, it just seemed like such a, I don't know, a, a, maybe a, a circus kind of atmosphere. Um, but, um, you know, the only clowns uh, in the circus in the third quarter uh, were, wearing, were wearing black helmets. And, well, here's how um, quickly it changed. Uh, I think there were more Steeler fans there than Colts fans. But at the end of the first half, the Colts fans were booing after they had that field goal blocked. And it was it was a pretty good boo. And between the third and fourth quarter, they're all singing John Cougar. I mean, like, they were back on the bandwagon. Jack and Diane coming back like you didn't think they can. It was crazy. Crazy. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, a little, uh, little something going on with the Pittsburgh team that uh, it was able to get its feet back on the ground and, and – and take the game back. Okay, let's let's get on with it here. First statement. Third and nine from the Steelers' 26-yard line will prove to be a defining moment in Kenny Pickett's career. I'm going to disagree, Labs, and uh, I get where you're going with this because that was another big boy throw. Uh, we've seen him make a few of those, big league play, NFL play. Uh, a lot of things had to go right, and boy, they were kind of right on the edge there. Uh, third and nine after a couple of three and outs. They really needed to get something going offensively to avoid falling further behind, let alone to get the lead back. But I this hit me uh, after the game, talking with Mason Cole, the center, and he said that uh, Pickett called the third and two read option to Benny Snell. Uh, there had been two injuries on the play before, which was a pass that Deontay Johnson should have caught in the end zone and did not. So there's a break in the action, injury timeout, one injury for the Steelers, one for the Colts. And uh, as Cole explained it, 
Pickett went over and told Mike Tomlin he wanted to run that play. And, uh, boy, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin's been doing this a long time. He's had a lot of success at this. And a quarterback who has been doing it for about 10 minutes, relatively speaking, went over there at the critical juncture of the game and said, let's run this. Uh, In case anybody was worried about Kenny Pickett's confidence while this offense tries to find itself individually and collectively, I would say don't be because he's he's pretty confident. And I think in a way, to me, the way he has handled himself has really been more defining than his game. His game's been in and out. It's been up and down. I don't think it's been as bad as his statistics suggest because the passer rating is affected by uh, some of those circumstantial interceptions he suffered uh, early in his tenure. But uh, he has showed up, uh, you know, going back to the spring, not worried about the depth chart, not worried about when he was going to get his chance, seemingly supremely confident that it would come around eventually and he would be ready for it when it did. And, uh, boy, he just uh, – he, when I when I heard about that uh, in the, in the uh, aftermath, it really made an impression on me. So I I, I will disagree. I'll say uh, his defining moment is going to be he told Mike Tomlin what to run as a rookie. Uh, okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with the statement and disagree with you because I I share your uh, opinion of uh, Kenny Pickett's attitude. His I think t- the word T.J. Watt used was moxie. Um, you know, he has a lot of those things and has had them from the beginning. Uh, but at some point, at some point, you have to be able to physically do what it is that NFL quarterbacks have to do, have to be able to do to be starting caliber uh, NFL quarterbacks who can be an asset to their team. And I'm not saying that I have not seen Kenny Pickett ever do that before, but it had has been, you know, in fits and starts, a little piece here, a little piece there. Uh, you know, you use the term, you know, a big boy throw. Uh, yes, that was an NFL caliber quarterback play, not just the throw, but I like how he um, he he moved in the pocket a little bit. He didn't panic and run because I don't think, you know, looking at it from above, I don't think he could have run for the first down. So if you panic and run, you end up punting, I think, is, is how that would have ended up. So he he bought some time. He created a window for himself to find the receiver, and he drilled the ball in there right where it needed to be uh, on time and accurately. And got himself set you know, too. He really, you know, he shifted his yes. shoulders and, and, and set right. himself up and for success on that play. It was impressive. Yes. He, he showed me, you know, and I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to overstate, you know, his physical skill set and compare him to Ben Roethlisberger because he's not there. I don't think he's ever going to be there and that's okay. You know, uh, Ben is Ben. And, and, and I just, uh, I, I think that there's not sufficient, appreciation for his physical skill set in Steelers Nation to a large degree. So, um, but Kenny Pickett, um, you know, he made, he made a Ben Roethlisberger caliber fourth quarter play, you know, that we saw for 17 seasons um, from that guy. And, uh, 
you know, I, I just really think that that his team needed to see that, that this team needed to have that. And, um, yeah, to me, it's, uh, you know, the thing that I thought of right away after it happened was, you know, Ben making that play and that Saturday practice in 2004 at St. Vincent college went on a dead run to his right. He just, you know, torqued his body <laughs> and he fired that laser back across uh, to, towards the middle of the field and hit Zamir Cobb right in the chest um, with a, I'm so you know, happy you brought some, that up one more time. <laughs> it was like a gunshot. I mean, and that, that to play. me, Oh God, it was spectacular. And um, you know, that to me, uh, was and we are talking similar. about practice, right? We are talking about practice, but and it was again, spectacular. It was real. And it was spectacular. Your, <laughs> you can't announce your presence. Okay, statement number two. Every bit as important as what Pickett did during that fourth quarter touchdown drive was that he did a lot of it by teaming with George Pickens. L A S I K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Yeah, I'll agree wholeheartedly with that one, Labs. And uh, the one that stands out to me there, uh, there were a couple, you know, eye-catching attention getting plays. But the two-point conversion where it broke down and Pickett scrambled and uh, kept his eyes up and, you know, was trying to find a guy as opposed to run it. And Pickett supports the route. And then there's that tight little window in the corner. And I don't know if you heard Pickett's explanation of it or not, but he talked about how the defender's back was to him. So usually when you see that, you can throw it where you want. And if you throw it low and away, that's what gives your guy the best chance to go down and get it. And just It, it, it sounded so uh, matter-of-fact the way Pickett just broke it down, the decisions he's making instantaneously on the fly, throwing accurately on the run, and then Pickett's making a really nice catch. I mean, these guys are going to be the the tag team, right? That's uh, for years and years, hopefully, uh, if things work out the way the Steelers want them to work out. And they're both, I think, good enough physically and at playing football that a lot of stuff can happen in that kind of circumstance. We've seen Kenny Pickett show, I think, a good feel to this point of when to escape the pocket and when not to. I want to see him start to try to make more plays after extending the play. To this point, it's been more, okay, just throw it away and live to fight another day than not. That's not a horrible thing, but, boy, let's go back to Ben Roethlisberger. He did a ton of damage when he extended and shed pass rushers and just kept the ball and then finally found somebody breaking open. Uh, George Pickens and Kenny Pickett can be a lethal tag team. I agree with uh... – uh, you and agree with the statement as well. Uh, and, and I also would point to that two point conversion play uh, to me as, you know, a, a very special moment, uh, not only in that game, but also I think in the development, you know, of those two individuals as individuals and the, 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 and the development of those two as a tandem, you know, in the future, because, um, you know, when I look at the Steelers wide receiver, 
the the roster wide receiver. Um, you know, I don't see a whole lot besides Pickens. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm kind of discontented with Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool is gone. Um, you know, Frymouth is a tight end, so I don't consider him. You know, part of the wide receiver group. I get that he's an eligible receiver and all that. But when I'm speaking about wide receivers, I actually mean you know the guys who carry that uh, tag uh, as to what position they play. And what I really liked about what Pickett did was he waited for his guy. That's his guy. It's 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 seeming to de- be developing that way, which I think is great. He waited for his guy. Um, and he got him the ball in a place where he could make a play. And, you know, what it makes me think about a little bit, and again, you know, I, I, I don't mean to continually bring Ben Roethlisberger up, but, you know, he's pretty much all I know. It's, it's because it was 17 years. Um, what Ben and Antonio Brown used to do. Oh, you remember the Kent Graham years as well as I do. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's why, that's why I drink. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, the, the fact that when, when the Steelers, when Ben needed a play, he knew who to go to, he knew who he could trust. He knew where to put the ball, uh, to, to allow his guy to make the play. And then his guy made the play. And I see some of that developing with these two guys. Uh, they're both rookies, and I really think that this is a significant development. Um, you know, as this offense works down the road to try and you know become what it needs to be, as opposed to what it is right now. Okay, two things about three. that. No, let me let me, okay. let me elaborate yeah, sure. a little bit more on that. I just. I think Deontay Johnson is a really good player who's having a tough year for a variety of reasons, but uh, I still consider him uh, a top shelf talent. And I think that's going to be one of the challenges the rest of this season is to, to bring the game out of him that he has shown us previously. And I think he still can. And and the other thing with Pickens, are you trying to tell me, Mr. Labriola, that you could actually throw it to the guy that you think has uh, the best opportunity to make a play for you and not worry about the defense and if they're trying to take him away or not, you could just throw it to your guy and dictate to them? Wow, this is a revelation. Well, there are some people who are that good, and I think Pickens – There's um, a lot of them around the league. I'm I'm wondering uh, uh, why that uh, hasn't uh, come up more often earlier. But, uh, hey, better late than never. Um, okay, statement number three. Oh, let me say this about the, one last thing about Deontay Johnson. I would agree with you about him being a special talent and all that other stuff. But until he quits running backwards after catching a pass and running out of a first down, he's on my naughty list. Statement Man, number three. The Steelers' pass rush against Indianapolis was every bit as bad and disappointing as the kickoff coverage. Absolutely agree. I'm, I'm stunned that, you know, I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. I feared for Matt Ryan's physical well-being going into that game. I thought he was going to take a pounding and I, they didn't get the pressure. I thought they would against the Colts offensive line that has lacked continuity. And I, I think they had, 
six different starting fives going into last night's game. And uh, I, I thought the edge guys would be more impactful early. And uh, I, I think you wrote this on Steelers.com or tweeted it, that the amount of times they ran past him, uh, it was like Bud Dupree flashbacks before Bud got good, you know? Like, just giving him a lane. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I, it just kept happening. And then a couple other times, and I'll click, was it Sutton uh, missed a sack one time? He just ran right past him when he when he came in clean. One of the defensive backs, I think it was Camp Sutton. But yeah, I, yes. I thought they were going to have sacks. I thought they would create at least one turnover off of a sack. And I thought they might even score defensively off of a sack. And none of that happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't physically punish him at all. And, you know, the fact that – and I understand, you know, the player safety things and what you can and can't do to quarterbacks. I understand all that. But the guy's a statue. He's old. He's rickety. He's a statue. I mean, how they were missing him, running past him, allowing him to step up and find lanes. I mean, what was going on with that? Uh, I, I, I just – I, I – I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, you know, I don't know if there was a lot of holding going on or, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going down the path of making excuses, you know, for the Steelers pass rush. But, you know, except for a couple of um, instances from Alex Highsmith, uh, where was TJ Watt yesterday? I mean, uh, again, I'm not, uh, I understand how good he is and, you know, all of that stuff, but, um, you know, I thought Malik Reed was flashing more and certainly more in the right direction and towards getting to the quarterback than TJ Watt was. He was running, he was behind him, you know, the whole game. I mean, you do that against Lamar Jackson and he'll have 300 yards rushing. Well, um, the guy they're going to play this coming Sunday is going to hurt you if you do that too. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Uh, it, yeah. it was almost, I, I, you know, I could just, you know, surmise take a take a stab in the dark and think you know they were so convinced they were going to get to him and he was immobile that they just got too excited and went too hard and lost all cohesion in the rush and all you know fundamental base to it uh yeah they got to clean that up because if they don't handle Mariota better than they handled this guy uh he's not going to you know start wheezing after 12 yards and not pick up a first down that he should have in the fourth quarter because he just went down uh they can get hurt badly by Marcus Mariota's legs. So uh, that that might be job one defensively to figure out what went wrong there and to get that uh, squared away. Well, you know what they say, all's well that ends well. The Steelers did find a way to win that game. Uh, they're four and seven now. Uh, I, I don't have a fatalistic view, uh, uh, you know, of the final six or seven games left. Uh, looking at the schedule, a couple of tough games against Baltimore, but you know the Steelers have won four in a row from the Ravens. So, you know, that would be the team that lost to Jacksonville yesterday, right? That yeah, Baltimore? that would be them. That would also okay. be uh, the Baltimore team that uh, I don't know how many double-digit fourth-quarter leads they've blown this year either. I believe I it's mean. three. So, um, yeah, so. Like you said, welcome to the NFL. There isn't anything that really surprises me anymore. And uh, what does surprise me, though, is that you and I are still awake. 
uh, after last night. Um, Especially after listening to each other here. <laughs> okay, that's going to do it for hey, this. Everybody listening, be- wake up. <laughs> Come on with your day. We're done. <laughs> Go back to bed, Mikey. This this should be award-winning uh, edition of Agree to Disagree, the podcast with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong, and I'm tired. And I'm tireder than you. Thanks for finding <laughs> us. <laughs> we'll talk to you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.